Hello everyone and welcome back to the ITE Talks podcast, International Teachers Education Talks. I'm your host Melinda and today I'm joined with Briley Habib, who is a teacher at British International School. She's a geography teacher at the British International School and today I will be interviewing her with her two students about a very special project that they did. I hope you enjoy this episode and I would like to thank them again for contributing to this episode. Sit back and enjoy. So, hello and welcome back. Today we've got three special guests on this podcast today. I'm joined with students from the British International School in Istanbul and with their teacher. So, first of all, let's start with their lovely teacher who accepted me here. Um, So, hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good as well, thank you. Um, So, would you maybe like to do a quick introduction about yourself? Sure, my name is Bradley Habib and I'm a teacher of geography at the British International School and I have been teaching here for the last four years. Amazing, thank you so much. And could you tell us a little bit about the project that you did? Sure, so uh, December 18th each year is the UN's World Migration Day. The idea of World Migration Day is to show that migration is not just about asylum seekers, that migration can involve economic migration as well. We were looking at migration because our students here are international migrants. Their parents have jobs that have brought them to Istanbul. And usually we always feel that the students think that migration is usually about asylum seekers and that they don't necessarily know that their own path is also through migration through their parents. So we wanted them to be able to celebrate their journey of migration, but also look at the hardships that other people face. Wow, that's so interesting. And honestly, I think it's very inspiring. It's something I can relate to as well. And um, what, what was something that stood out to you during this whole project the most? At first, I think um, the students didn't really want to write about themselves. They found that quite difficult to write about themselves because they feel like that they haven't achieved much in their short lives, but they have because moving internationally and having to learn a new language is very difficult. So allowing them to celebrate that was quite interesting, but also having to model my own story as a, an economic migrant for them to be able to see what the finished product was like. I think they found that useful as well because they had something to go against. Oh my God, that sounds really nice. And the end results, like how did it turn out? Was it something like you expected it to be? Was it totally different? No, it was what I expected it to be um, because I used to teach in Bermuda Mm -hmm. and we looked at the women's movement for suffrage and about the first woman that could vote in your family. And I did a similar project with that, that they researched the first woman who could vote in their family compared to a famous suffragette. So I knew once the students got involved, it would work. Um, And having the space to publicly display the work was interesting. And I think it was the first time in secondary we have invited parents in to listen to their children talk about their own migration journey. So it was very much a community project in terms of allowing everybody to have a voice within that room. 
And how was the reaction of the parents towards the projects and their stories? Yeah, we had some really nice emails from them. Um, and, you know, some parents obviously work here at the school and they were really interested to read what their students had written about how they found the migration journey. And for some, it made them quite sad because they realized that they, you know, they didn't feel connected to a home because they couldn't... Um, look at what their cultural identity was. For example, one student is Polish and German, but they've always lived here apart from, you know, a time in Saudi Arabia. And her mum was, you know, quite surprised to find out what she was reading within there. So that was interesting, I think, for allowing people to have a discussion with their parents and their children about their journeys. Yeah, it's also a really interesting and I think it's a common thing in international schools, especially in international schools where there's so many students from um, varying backgrounds. Is there anything you would like to tell the audience about this whole thing that take on that we could learn from? Yeah, students' voice is really important in the classroom and if we don't give students that opportunity of using their voice, we become gatekeepers of knowledge and their learning. So if we don't share what we want to do with them in you know, clear methodologies, it's kind of a case of, it can become very westernized in terms of international education because seven times out of 10, usually the teacher is from the UK and will bring UK knowledge into the classroom, which doesn't actually fit with the students and where they are from or what their lived experience is from. So I would always say to an international teacher, ensure that the student's voice is heard within your classroom and plan for the student's voice within the classroom. Yeah, wow. It's so inspiring, honestly, as someone who's learning to become a teacher. I think it's a project that could be adaptable to multiple subjects as well, like in the English language mm -hmm. is commonly used. It's the I mean, that was one of the goals um, of doing the project anyway, because geography is a thief humanity. Uh, we have so many different areas that we can look at, whether it's physical, human or environmental. But a lot of our children are English as additional language learners. Not only do we want them to be able to read in English and write in English, but they have to verbalize in English. So this project with allowing them to talk in front of their parents really gave them the confidence in many different skills, researching skills, writing skills, and obviously their verbal communication. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. I kind of want to move on to the two students that we have here. Um, so, First off, is there anyone who would like to start? Or should I just... I'll just start. Um, okay. Amazing. So, would you like to share your name? Uh, my name is uh, Kieran Kams. Uh, I've lived here in Turkey for about two and a half years now. Uh, we moved to Turkey from Netherlands uh, for my dad's uh, work for an economical reason. And uh, yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about your experience with the project that your teacher did? Uh, well, I would say that I really enjoyed the project, especially in the beginning uh, when we started researching about our like what happened, what happened in our family, uh, what reasons our uh, grandparents or parents or family members have migrated in the past and uh, why they have migrated. So that's very interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think you also researched a little bit about the Darien Gap. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we, I think it was a few months ago, we had a look at the Darien Gap. We watched a few videos on it and we learned that 
it's a it's basically a big like between a few like mountains it's like a, a gap that goes through two mountains and it's from Panama to uh, Colombia and um, people take it usually um, because they don't have the financial options or the money to be able to afford flights or to be able to go uh, different ways if they want to migrate to Northern America, like Mexico or the USA. Yeah, and how, what add-on did that bring to your story? Did, did, like, how did it affect you? Um, well, when I heard about it, basically, um, I was very shocked because we also learned that many people die on this journey and that's a very dangerous journey. Uh, which which added on to me like I uh, I like had like a sort of like small experience by uh, hearing those stories of some people who took the down gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what did you like the most about the project? Um, the most I liked is uh, I actually had a small like interview with my grandfather, who I did uh, half of the project about, and uh, it was very interesting uh, learning like the story that he had and how he went from. Um, how he was born in Indonesia and then later on migrated at the age of 12 to the Netherlands and uh, how he had to like adapt himself to the Netherlands and how he learned new things, how he had to learn the language and yeah. And how did you feel about hearing your grandparents, like your grandfather telling that story and you a couple years later going kind of through the same process or not? Was it the same or? Um, I would say it was it was basically the same, but it, there were some differences. For example, my grandfather he also experienced the uh, Second World War, um, as uh, where he was put into like a big house when the uh, uh, when Japan came to Indonesia, he was put into a big house in like a sort of prison you could say, but then like with all the females and all the uh, children and yeah, and for me I mean. I haven't been put in a big house with bars, of course, around yeah. it. Um, and it, for, for, it was kind of the same because we both migrated from different countries. Um, but it was also different because I experienced different things when I migrated or how I migrated. And would you say you learned more about yourself? Uh, I wouldn't say worried, but I would say like it was sometimes it was hard to adapt uh, when you would migrate to different countries. Uh, I've lived in Germany and I've lived in Turkey and in Germany it, w it wasn't that hard because I moved from Netherlands then I was like at the age of three I think and it wasn't that hard because the language is pretty, is pretty similar it's close to the Netherlands and then after that we went back to the Netherlands and when we moved to Turkey after the Netherlands it was way harder because it's a way different language it's further away than Germany um, you, you don't see as much like uh, people from uh, you don't see as much people from Netherlands here and there was there were more like Dutch people in um, Germany mm -hmm. and yeah it's a big difference yeah and uh, you also researched someone famous for the project so you did your grandfather mm -hmm. then you had a story about yourself and you had the famous person who was yes. the famous person uh, my famous person was Elias Canetti he was a famous uh, migrant who uh, was a writer. Uh, he was born in uh, Germany before before World War II, and then when Na when Nazi uh, when Nazi Germany came, he fled uh, with his family. And he had the opportunity to flee to uh, Switzerland, so he migrated to Switzerland. 
and uh, there he wrote several stories about what happened in Germany, protests uh, from Germany, or like, uh, yeah, all those like sensitive topics. And why did you choose him? Um, uh, I chose Elias Canetti because I found him very interesting his story, especially because it had to do with the World War II, as he, he didn't really have, he didn't really have an option to stay in Germany because he had to flee because, um, because he was Jewish too. Um, and it was, it was really interesting, like researching about him and just getting to know the, that person more. Okay. And do you think, Life Junto, having done this project, do you think it's important for people to do projects like this where they learn about their own? Yeah. I think it's very important actually. Uh, because if you do projects like this, you just learn more about your past and your heritage and your family members that have like experienced different migrations or if they have experienced different things. And uh, you also learn about a famous uh, migrant, which is also very interesting as you can, um, you can like have a look into someone else's migrant story. Amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you would like to tell the people listening? Is there anything you would like um, to I like to tell the people listening that it's very important to have a look at your heritage and like where your your ancestors have came from. If they come from your home country, uh, and do they feel like you? Do you feel like you have a home country? Uh, do you feel like this is your home country? Uh, just have a look into more uh, of your past and your parents' past. Were those the questions that you also came up with? Yeah, yeah. Amazing, thank you so much. And now we have another gentleman here. Yeah. Uh, would you like to yeah. tell about yourself? So my name is Jensen Lloyd. I'm in year nine and my mom is a teacher at the school. She is Welsh and her parents are both Welsh and the, my father is Vietnamese. So I'm from around the world and I'm a third culture kid. I've lived in many countries and I haven't really lived in Wales or Vietnam. So I've had to experience different cultures and I've had to adapt to different cultures. Okay, interesting story for sure. Very rich story as well. Um, so could you tell me about the project? I mean, uh, he told a little bit about it, your friend told a little bit about it, but maybe your take about the project? So it's very similar. We researched about our own migration story and we chose a person to research about. And we also learned about the Daring Gap and the uh, how it opens up futures for people who need to go that direction because they have no other place to go. And so it was very interesting learning about that because they, they were forced to do that for a better life. And we, uh, we, we travel for economic reasons, but many other people travel for, um, to benefit themselves or even their sons or daughters or their uncles or aunties. So it, it was very interesting. And how is it then to learn about your own migrational background? Yeah, so it was, it was very nice. I enjoyed doing that because I've traveled around the world and it was interesting because, of course, my mom's a teacher, so I have to follow her around the world and I go to the same school as her. And uh, she travels for an economic reason for her job and I travel with her. So it was very interesting seeing why we travel because many people travel for different reasons and they migrate for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And did you also research someone from your family? Or? Yeah, so uh, I researched about myself. Uh, I did myself my own journey because I've traveled a lot. And it was very interesting to learn about myself. Okay, and what did you like the most about the project? 
Well, I liked uh, to understand how everyone's a migrant, they have their own migration story. If you travel halfway across the world or across the street, you still migrate. So everybody has their own migration story that you should appreciate. Mm -hmm. So would you say everyone is a migrant in some way? Yeah, in some way everyone's a migrant because they have to travel for different reasons and some people have to travel for specific reasons and others don't. But everybody moves around the world. Yeah. I think what was interesting as part of our project as well is that we didn't just concentrate on the Darien Gap, we also looked at the theories behind migration. Um, so they learned about the classic push and pull model for the economic reasons or was it war? Um, and then they looked at two other uh, geographers or sociologists, Stufer and Ravenstein, and looking at their kind of theories about why people migrate. What was interesting about when we watched the documentary for the Daring Gap is that they were able to see how the migration theories would change mm -hmm. um, because for them they noticed that some people don't get all the way to North America uh, and that they have to stop in Mexico or other countries because they run out of money and they can't pay the drug cartels to move on further. So they were able to use that knowledge um, in lots of different ways that they had learned throughout that project. It wasn't just this accumulating end product of what we were having, but how are you using all of the different bits of information that you've obtained through, I think, around about six weeks that we looked at yeah. this. Yeah, and it's also interesting because there's different types of migrants, so learning about that and then connecting it to yourself makes the whole project more and more valuable, I feel like, and it's, as your teacher said, not only about the end product, but the whole experience that you've gone through, which is very nice to go through it at this age as well. It's very valuable that this school is doing this. Um, but you, I want to come back to you and the famous person that you researched about. So I chose a person called Rabbi Hugo Grin, and he lived, uh, he lived in a place that was raided by Nazi Germany. So of course he was, he had to follow them, and he was in a concentration camp but he fled the country and went to Britain to seek for shelter and seek for a better life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why did you choose him? Well, I chose him because I was interested in how the Nazis can affect people's lives and how people have to move for not their own reason, but someone else's reason. And um, it was interesting to see how he wanted to spread his word about the Jewish community and being a rabbi in Britain. We gave them a list of uh, people, famous migrants, so we had a very diverse list, uh, yes. including one student who wanted to do Jesus oh uh, and look at his yeah. migration story, and even down to Prophet Muhammad. Yeah. So it wasn't just religious symbols or religious people that they were looking at, um, because we even had uh, Rita Ora <laughs> on the list. So students were able to choose um, a person or a topic that interested them. That's down to do with footballers, um, but we've just chosen the two boys that obviously have chosen uh, two religious uh, people within there that have moved. Yeah, it's interesting, and as you said, like giving voice to every student is also by giving materials that give voices mm -hmm. to those different things. I think it's very valuable. Um, is there anything that you would like to tell the audience? Well, I'd like to say that you should research your own migration story because you have a unique one and you should appreciate it. And also look at your heritage, how your grandparents have moved, how you've moved, how your parents have moved, and why you've moved. And it's interesting and important to know that.
Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything that your teacher might like to say about these two students who joined us? Yeah, I mean, they did a fantastic project. Um, but when they presented in front of their parents, that's when you really saw that they were shining because obviously they know the content. They could have written an essay and then it wasn't shared with anybody. Um, and unfortunately, that's what tends to happen in you know formal schooling is that they do the work and the work stays within the walls. And we know what teenagers are like. Their parents will ask them, what do you do today? And that, you know, nine times out of 10, they're not going home and telling them what they have done today. So by, you know, having community geography or having your community in to witness what your children are doing is very beneficial and it broadens your whole school's attitude um, and understanding that it is a community um, and we all have different roles to play in that. So well done to them for, you know, being brave enough to speak in front of a larger audience at the time. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think also I, as a person from outside seeing this project, I think it's so valuable and I can relate to the story as well. I'm a migrant myself as well. I mean, my grandparents moved to the Netherlands and I lived there for a while. So I also have those questions. Where do I belong? Where is my home? I mean, we're all human, so I always like to say that we're all from the world, we're all from the same world, and all of these different things and adventures makes us who we are today, and I think it's very valuable, and I think a lot of people around the world, a lot of international schools should promote these kind of projects, so I, I just would like to say thank you so much. Thank you. Um, anything that anyone wants to add? What would you do differently next time? I think as a teacher, we would always like to hear that question. If, if there was something else about migration that you would want to learn about, uh, reflecting on the project, what do you think we could do better next time? Putting them on the spot question now. On the spot, <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like when you left um, the migration topic, is it something that you feel like, oh, I would like to learn more about it, or I feel like I know everything about migration now, or how it affects, you know, other people's lives? I think that uh, during the topic where we went over everything, I, I'm pretty sure that we covered most of the things, but what I would be interested in is to go uh, more in on, uh, we, we went in on different migration theories and different ways people migrate, but like, I'd like to go more in on migration from uh, South America to North America. For example, when we, we learned over the Daring, I'd like to learn a bit more about that. Cause that was yeah, because as part of this project, we did concentrate a little bit on Turkey as well. Mm. Um, and we did our own podcasts about oh, wow. um, what the migration experience would be like if you came into Turkey. Oh, um, so <laughs> we, we, you know, we understand because we live in a city where at one point it was nearly four million um, people that were here extra. So, we, you know, Turkey, particularly in Istanbul... Yeah has been overwhelmed to an extent with um, a refugee crisis. And we live here, but we're still very much outsiders. We don't really get to experience the same as ordinary Turks will experience in terms of their house prices moving up or you know, this search for employment. So we did concentrate a lot about that. And I think um, South America to North America has been so much in the news in terms of Donald Trump saying, you know, 
build this wall and yet we don't have a wall in Turkey. Turkey is the wall uh, in terms of getting through to Europe and there's so much um, anti kind of refugee and anti-migrant stance that's going on in Europe right now that that's all that the students hear about through the news and we do need to understand that migration should be celebrated as well because the migrants have a very difficult position about what we should do in terms of traveling I mean when we watched the documentary we saw so many disabled children being pulled through by their parents because they couldn't get the treatment that they needed in Venezuela and when we come to Europe we have that treatment so I mean they saw children their age having to go through that journey and being separated from their parents so it was you know a lesson on empathy as well like what would we do in that situation yeah yeah i think it's also good yeah because like in turkey you don't see like you don't hear it that often but when you go into the city center when you're there you can experience it obviously different as an outsider but then the people themselves how do they experience this because there's also an effect of the people who are already living there they or they are affected by that as well um but yeah it's really interesting and i think there's a lot of different perspectives to be explored within this whole project and i think it's very valuable and i'm glad i got, i came to this british international school in istanbul and it's good because then you're also connecting the local culture a bit um, and it's not totally isolated, as you said. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't want to just, you know, concentrate on stories that were outside of Turkey. We understand that there are many migrants within Istanbul and how is Turkey going to deal with this situation in the future? Uh, because we're very privileged in the term of the migration route that we have had compared to say somebody that's coming from Afghanistan or from Syria and appreciating those differences I think were important for us. I think when we were doing the podcast as well, um, we don't want to be somebody else's voice mm -hmm. and Kiram is very good in terms of using articles that he had found to be able to use direct quotes so that when he was doing the podcast he was using the voices of other people. So we're not trying to speak for people we're trying to speak for ourselves yeah and that's amazing because you you were part of this whole process you explored your own self-identity actually yeah i think it's valuable and i think it's wonderful thank you so much um thank you <laughs> so that was it for this episode i hope to see you in two weeks time again feel free to reach out for any ideas or suggestions